90% of the time, it's all about situation. It's all situational, the success of these quarterbacks. Welcome to the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. This podcast has been created not to dwell and over-evaluate what has already happened in the sports world, but to predict and to forecast what has yet to come. From game picks to draft picks, and from trades to free agent signings, we will let you know what happens before it happens. Your hosts, Nick and Nate, will evaluate, study, and understand sports patterns, tendencies, and nuances to better prepare you on what to expect. Just like Weatherman, but way more accurate. So if you like to pick games, or you simply just want to be in the know before anybody else, you are in the right place. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the next edition of the Sports Forecasters. It's football season. Nick and I are excited. We've got our system all put together of our little NFL pick challenge. Um, and obviously, if you want some awesome insight and, and uh, expert analysis, you better tune into this podcast for the next several months. So, Nick, how are we doing and what's on the slate today? Doing well. The gentleman that came up with spring is a season of rebirth and rejoice obviously was not around when football came around. Football season is right around the corner and we're looking at our chops to get at different things. So the first thing we want to dive into is the college football landscape. Now we're going to look at today just we're going to try to project conference champs, not necessarily locking ourselves in, but conference champs for the big five conferences and maybe some sleepers that are coming up the pike that we think might be able to make some noise down the stretch. And then we'll lock them in a little later. So what conference are we going to start with here, Nathan? Well, let's just go alphabetical order. Let's start with the ACC. Let's start with uh, the Atlanta Coast Conference. Um, last year, Notre Dame was a part of it. I don't believe they're a part of it this year correct me if i'm wrong there nick so i don't think they're an option but let's start here um i guess i'm gonna listen college college sports to me is so hard to predict it's so hard to forecast um so i'm very much more i'd say i'm more conservative with this so i'm just gonna take the defending champ the the team that's that's been winning every year that's been representing the acc and the college playoff every year they clear i know they've lost trevor lawrence i know they've lost etn but they lost to sean watson and they were just fine with that so it's just they they recruit well they know what they're doing so yeah they they lose players but they always fill in the spots so plus outside of clemson acc is not super strong super deep so um i think clemson runs away with this yeah, it's hard to argue with that. Like you said, for me, college football is always hard to see how things are going to turn over when regimes, or in this case, quarterbacks and running backs that have led the team the last few seasons, step away. So for me, Clemson, a team I could see possibly making some noise, or at least the sports betters are liking, is North Carolina and Miami. Out of those two teams, I have more faith in Miami based on pedigree. But in the end, I think Clemson's built up enough real estate with the success they had with Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence that they've, I I would imagine without looking and researching this, that their recruiting classes have been top notch. So I can't see them dropping off too much when you have that continuity, you've kept your head coach and 
I have quarterbacks have seemed to thrive in this system. So yeah, I would go with Clemson as well in the ACC. Moving on next, going in with our alphabet theme here, we're going to go with the Big Ten. In the Big Ten, close to home for both of us, who do you think will be possibly conference champ and some teams that might be able to shake that trend? Yeah, I'm going to stick with the Buckeyes here. Um, a team that's been dominating this conference uh, the last several years, representing the Big Ten in the playoff for the most part. Uh, I know the, the, the Big Ten East is a little bit more competitive than the Big Ten West. Um, but once again, it's just they've shown the, uh, the longevity and the consistency of the success there. Even, you know, from quarterback to quarterback, even though Ohio State quarterbacks aren't always the greatest, even though Justin Fields this year uh, was one of the highest drafted ones. But, you know, from Dwayne Haskins to Justin Fields to JT Barrett to whoever it is, it's just they always find a way. Even Cardell Jones won a national championship there. So no matter who's that quarterback, they always have the defense. They always have the offensive line. They always have shut down cornerbacks. They always have these amazing weapons on the outside. Urban Meyer to Ryan Day seemed to be a flawless transition, run well organization. And honestly, all the other college, all the other universities in the Big Ten to me are kind of more up and down. If I had to pick a sneaky favorite, I mean, it would just be someone in the West um, that just happens to upset Ohio State in the Big Ten championship. Um, that that would be the only one, and I honestly don't have a good answer for you for that. I just, I just think Ohio State runs away with this. This is one of my most confident ones. Well said. Yeah, Big Ten has been dominated by Ohio State the last few seasons, and like you said, they just seem to be turning out quarterbacks every year. One seems to decide to go to the pros or is graduating. They have another one just in the wings, ready to take that, take their place. So. For Ohio State, I don't know that they have much to run into. I mean, uh, Indiana might be able to give Ohio State some trouble with Michael Pennant if he comes back from his injury successfully. I mean, like you said, the East is definitely more competitive. Looking at the teams in the East, they're going to have tougher matchups with Penn State and Michigan and Indiana off just for them to get to the conference championship. But overall, I think Ohio State just has too much depth for that to be too much of an issue. It's the biggest issue is going to make sure they have that consistency week in and week out. On the west side, it's really going to be Wisconsin and Iowa, or it should be Wisconsin and Iowa, I should say. That should be the two duking it out at the end to figure out who's going to be the one representing the west to take on Ohio State. But ultimately, I... I agree with you. I think Ohio State is going to be the one to win it as well. It just It's hard for me to get past that trend. They just build up so much continuity, and their draft classes are always ranked in the top five. So I just got to go with that. If you're drafting well, you're going to have a strong program throughout, and they've had continuity, continuity throughout the program as well. Moving on to our next conference here, we're looking at the soon to be less than Big 12. That's already less than 12. But the Big 12 that looks to be shrinking here in a few seasons, we're going to look at the Big 12 currently how it's constructed. Who do you have winning this one? Once again, I probably have the favorite, Oklahoma. Um, I feel like their biggest you know, test is, you know, you have like the Texas and the Baylors and the Oklahoma States, but um, Oklahoma State seems to always kind of knock on the door, but then when the door opens, they run away. They just they they never quite 
get over that hump. Texas and Baylor have had some coaching changes here last year too, so I feel like they've they took a step back um, because of that. They they don't have that seamless, let's say, transition from coach to coach and from year to year. So Oklahoma obviously has had the success here a lot lately. I mean, they're they're just they're just bump punching out number one overall quarterback draft picks with Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, and now they have Jalen Hurts. They probably are going to have three starting quarterbacks in the NFL from Oklahoma. They have another quarterback now that's projected to go top five next year. So um, this is turning into to be quarterback university. Uh, so I expect them to just do well. That quarterback obviously is going to have a um, maybe not a chip on his shoulder, but just – a lot of motivation because he's, he knows he has pretty high draft stock. So he's going to make sure he's putting the work in and playing well. And um, so I, I, I like this team to, to easily win this conference this year. Yeah. The big 12 has always been the arcade conference for me. The one that just has all kinds of scores that are very impressive. Jump off the screen for you, but casual fans overlook the defense continuity very quickly. It, it is there in small doses and key drives and stuff. But the Big 12 is definitely one that to hear that it's going to be shrinking, I'm trying not to think about that too much, but it's still a thought in the back of my head, like I said, off the top. And so for me, looking at this, it's hard to go, like Nathan said, past Oklahoma. But if I was to go with a dark horse here, I would think Iowa State has the best shot. They showed a lot of growth last year and made a lot of noise throughout it and just had a good productive season that maybe they can build something off that. Ultimately, I think Oklahoma's just been turning around such a good program. I mean, that seems to be the theme here. What program do you feel the most confident in? And Oklahoma would be my pick for the Big 12 as well. Moving on to the SEC. SEC, a conference that has been dominated by Alabama. Does this trend change this year, Nathan? Uh, no, it does not. I I mean, there's been teams that have been, you know, that have challenged them. Obviously, LSU won it uh, the Joe Burrow year, but um, that was a team that was just loaded, loaded with talent. And um, I like Ed as their coach, but his recruiting's not the best. He inherited a really, really good team when Les Miles was coach. Um, he profited off that, but I don't think his, his recruiting has been quite there the last couple of years. So they're not going to be able to catch Bama because what they're recruiting is obviously off the charts. Georgia just seems to be good, but never great. You know, it's just, they always, they're going to win the East, you know, nine times out of 10, but they play Alabama in the SEC championship game. And it's, it's men amongst boys. Um, Kirby smart, a former ancestor of, uh, Nick Saban, um, you know, Nick, Nick Saban knows him inside and out. He, it's just Kirby Smart's not going to be able to beat him. So, you know, yeah, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Alabama. Um, I do like where Florida's going in the East. I think they could win the East, um, but no way they beat Bama in the SEC championship game. Um, but, uh, maybe if there's some competition in the East if, to, to face Georgia, I think it could be Florida. Yeah. Well said Alabama has been off the charts with their recruiting and it's so hard to look past them. Florida, the last few seasons, has been having a strong outcome. Texas A&M A seems to put together really good games, uh, especially when they play higher opponents, but ne not necessarily throughout the season. Georgia, the big talk's been the return of JT Daniels and how 
he was looking last season. And for me, it just it's Alabama just like all the other teams we've talked about up to this point, they just have a very good system. And no matter who they're graduating at, quarterback or running back or offensive line or defensive line or linebackers or any position for Alabama, they have five or six guys ready to take that spot that are just as talented or even more talented in some instances. So yeah, Alabama, very anticlimactic. Now, for those listening, you may be wondering, does Nick not know alphabetical order? I do, but I saved the conference that we have the most turmoil for last. I pushed the Pac-12 to the end because before coming into the show, we were talking about the conferences, not saying who our picks were, but the Pac-12 is the one we I felt like, based on our conversation, we're just not sure about. So this one should have the most intrigue in it. Pac-12, Nathan, what are you seeing this season with the Pac-12? So Justin Herbert won it a couple years ago. Um, and Oregon won it for the first time in quite some time. Um, very talented team. Then they won it last year. But obviously it's only a seven-game season, but the new quarterback stepped in. And that that's kind of like that's, – that's what I like to see. You know, we talk about Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama. It's just like, yep – Talent goes away, but they always have talent to replace it. You look especially at the quarterback position. Do they take a drop or do they keep it, you know, keep that uh, level of play high? So even though uh, the current quarterback, sorry, the name is Tyler, Tyler Show, um, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, Maybe not quite as dynamic as Herbert. He did a fine job of of taking – you know, replacing him and, and keeping that, that team going. And so I'm, I'm very impressed with um, um, the Oregon Ducks. I'm really impressed with uh, their coach right now and how they've – he's really made this a, a really good team. So I'm, I actually have them winning their third straight Pac-12 championship. Um, this is – I know the least about the Pac-12, and we talked about this earlier, these, these – Conferences and teams out west, it's just harder to follow, harder to watch because the games are so late here in Ohio. But um, I, I, I do like the direction Oregon's going, and I like their direction more than any other team out there. So I, I think that's the safe pick. And like I said off the top, this is a conference where for us, like we have to go through with a fine-tooth comb, and I feel like this one is very close. The other conferences we talked about, I could make a case for two, maybe three teams. But for this one, I feel like there's four, maybe five teams that could make it based on how they break in their schedule. And that's what's really going to come down. Who's going to have the best streak throughout their schedule? Arizona State, I'd like to see do well just because Herm Edwards, I've always liked um, how he, well, not just because you play the win the game speech, that's always fun to listen to, but just how he's always conducted himself and how, what I've heard from him and he always seems to have the right mentality going into things. Um, so Arizona State, I don't think ends up winning it, but that would be a team that would be neat to see that. Really, I think it comes down to Oregon and Washington really being those two teams. And just to go off the grain right now and just kind of throw something against the wall until I see something, I'm going to go with Washington on it. Um, short season last year, and I think Washington is overdue to win a championship. So I'm going to go with Washington just on a flyer, really. Well, we need one difference so we can have somewhat of a competition. So we'll be watching closely, I guess, the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, and we'll revisit these picks as well. These are just like like the preseason rankings. Everything goes awry once week one happens and everyone actually plays at once. Absolutely. All right. Well, now we're going to jump to 
NFL. Um, so we obviously have we've gotten a, a good look at some of these rookie quarterbacks in the preseason. Um, it seems like a, a, a fairly decent class this year. So we're gonna go. We're gonna give our takes here of who's gonna have the most successful year one of of a rookie quarterback, not a career, just this year. So obviously, there's some rookie quarterbacks that won't see any playing time. Uh, so we're gonna go back and forth here. And Nick, I'll let you start this one. What rookie quarterback in the the 2021 draft do you see having maybe the best overall season? And this conversation came up from the preseason games for us to be able to get our first look at them. may not be NFL scheme defenses going against these quarterbacks, but we're able to see something from them. And when making up this list, there's a few quarterbacks that aren't the big names that might have a shot of making some noise. But I'm actually going to start with the big name that I think is not going to do well for this class. I'm going to call it now. Well, it's not really calling it because you've been saying it from the get-go. I think Zach Wilson is going to have Number-wise, he might have a better season than some of these other bigger names. And by big names, I mean like Trey Lance, Matt, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. He might have big, better numbers than some of these because he's a, he's pretty much slotted number one. I don't think he has anyone contending for his spot. But I think Zach Wilson is going to have the more disappointing season of all these bigger-name quarterbacks. But the one I feel like that's going to have the best rookie season and the big – the big caveat to this is if they start when I think they're going to start. So that eliminates Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, who are the presumed number one starters for me. I don't think either one of them are going to have the best rookie season. That doesn't mean Trevor Lawrence isn't going to have the best career, but the best rookie season. I'm feeling pretty good about what Justin Fields is bringing to the table and what he has. Trey Lance I just don't know when he's going to come out there. So I'm going to go with Justin Fields simply because, simply because you play Detroit twice. You have a good system with Matt Nagy. I know you were high on him when we were doing the picks, and I wasn't quite as high on the win total for Chicago last time we talked about him. But I feel like they will have him in a position to be more successful than some of the other rookie quarterbacks in their present situations. Who do you have, Nathan? So, I like what you did there. Kind of talked about overall and disappointing. Um, I have three buckets. I have the most surprising, the most disappointing, and then the best overall. So, let me just start with my surprise. I think Mac Jones is going to have the most surprising rookie season. And I'm saying this simply because of the expectations put on these quarterbacks. So, if I say someone has like a surprising season I don't I'm not saying they're gonna have the best rookie season I think Mac Jones has got a lot of um, slack for you know dropping in the draft people just don't think he's that good system quarterback in Alabama 90% of the time it's all about situation it's all situational the success of these quarterbacks and Mac Jones is in the more than any of these other quarterbacks by far maybe Trey Lance is the exception is in the best situation they could possibly be to really squeeze out the best success from them. So Mac Jones may not even see the field this year. So that's that's why I'm putting it at surprising and not necessarily my overall. But if he sees the field, I think this guy is gonna be is gonna be fine. He's not gonna light up the the score. Or he's not gonna light up the stats, but he's gonna win. He's gonna win games because of the situation he's in. Um, so I think he's gonna be the most surprising, disappointing. 
<laughs> You're going to love this one, Nick, is Justin Fields. Um, I'm not a fan of Justin Fields. I wasn't in Ohio State. Um, I know he can have flashes of greatness, but that's exactly the, my issue with him. It's just flat, f- flashes. He doesn't have the consistency, you know, and I know the hype for him right now is through the roof because he played against some third stringers um, in a preseason game. But I I watched this guy at Ohio State. I'm not overly impressed with him. He telegraphs his passes very well. When the pocket get collapses on him, he really, really tends to lose a lot of confidence in his ability. So I have him the most disappointing simply because I think he is the most hyped of all of these quarterbacks. And I just feel like he's going to come out and like, yeah, he all flashes of like, oh, look at the like the second half of this game against the Lions was fantastic. But you know, overall, I just feel like he's gonna be a, a disappointment um, for for Chicago. And right now, their QB one is um, Andy Dalton, not Justin Fields. So overall, I'm gonna go with uh, the cliche number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. I think he's the most talented uh, situationally. He's not in a bad situation, let's be honest. The only thing bad about it is, you know, he got picked to the worst team of the league last year, which I get. But they had, you know, they changed coaching. They changed management. You know, they drafted a bunch of players, right? They're bringing the college system to Jacksonville, right? He's got Travis Etienne with him, which I think having that is going to help him. Uh, But at the end of the day, they get to play the Texans twice. They get to play a Colts team twice who seems to have injuries all over the place. And I, they play Tennessee, and I know people love Tennessee, but Tennessee's defense is terrible. It's terrible, terrible defense, right? Um, really, all those teams don't have the best defenses. So Trevor Lawrence will have six opportunities to play against you know average or below average defenses. Um, I think... Jacksonville got better overall as a team. I don't know how I know they we don't know about Urban Meyer how good he's going to be, but the fact that they made a change is good because last year they weren't so good. So situationally, I think he's in a better situation than most people maybe project him to be in. So I I do think he he does put up the stats, maybe not necessarily the amount of wins, but he puts up a I bet he puts up the best stats and probably ends up winning rookie of the year. Um, so that those are my guesses. So. Your, I like this. We got some some mayhem here. Your 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 projection of the best rookie quarterback is my projection of the most disappointing. So we'll have to follow that throughout the season. All righty. Well, that wraps that session up. I I think we have a little bit of mayhem here with our picks, especially the rookie quarterback class. So we will need to follow that throughout the season. So those are our picks. The Football season is truly right around the corner, so expect us to reveal our uh, final playoff predictions in college football and, of course, our playoff predictions in the NFL as well, along with um, you we got you got all of our division winners uh, when we kind of talked about each division, but now we're going to we're going to finish it off by predicting the playoff and who are who we think the Super Bowl winners are going to be and the national championships going to be in college football. And so we got to do all this before the season starts. Absolutely. It's no fun to say you got it right if you can't do it before everything starts and have the proof. So 
For tonight, though, that's going to conclude our episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have been the Sports Forecasters. You've been listening to Nathan Singer. I'm Nick Alvarez. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.